0: So uh, once a week, I spend time with, um, with my great nieces, Adrin and Holly. And on Monday when I was with them, I told Adrin that I was going to be taking Pastor Gary's place at the front. And the very first question she had for me, are you scared? <laughs> and it took me aback. And then I said to her, yes, Adrin, I am scared just before I get up. And I didn't give her the rest of the answer. What am I scared about just before I get up? I'm scared that I might not have the right word for you. So I am dependent on God today, that I have the right word for you, and that God's spirit will speak it into your heart. Let me just put that a little further away. June 10th, 1974. I'm looking. There I am. Can you see me? (laughs) Isn't that a hilarious picture? Anyway, it was a day of blessing for me. Yes, it's me in the green. It happened here at this church on that Sunday morning as Elaine and I were embarking on a three-year adventure of ministry with MB Missions and Services now called Multiply. Pastor Henry Warkington preached on Acts 13, 1-3, where Barnabas and Saul are set apart for the work of God, and had the apostles' hands laid on them as they began their ministry. At the end of the service, Elaine Weeb now Staudi, and I were invited forward, and hands were laid on us in blessing from this church to be your representatives in mission. At that point, we were going to two separate places, but God arranged it so that we both went to Brazil for three years to work in two small, growing Mennonite Brethren churches in the city of Curitiba. I carry that blessing with me today. That day, a charge was given to me to minister to the capacity that God gave me. I took that to mean for the rest of my life. I had no idea what that would look like then, but today, I am grateful for the blessing that gave me the courage to pursue ministry that was neither expected nor sought after. This morning, I want to talk about blessing about the gift first given by God and then given to one another. Blessings encourage us to live our lives to the fullest with God's help through Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit as our guide. The character that I wish to use as our example is Boaz. Boaz was a righteous man who knew how to bestow the blessings of Jehovah on those around him. Our text is from Ruth chapter 2, and I'd like to read the whole chapter, and you can follow along on, on the overhead. You can also follow along in your Bible. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind Anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. I'm going to stop there just for a minute, go back to that little phrase, as it turned out. If it were really translated as it is in Hebrew, it would be, chance by chance. There was no chance about this. And so it it has this as it turned out, but it's chance by chance that is there. And it was no chance. Let me continue with verse four. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars that the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground, and she asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eye that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull some from, uh for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. And then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. We are familiar with this story. It comes from the Old Testament in the time of Judges. The Judges called Israel back to following God. In this story, we find one man who had heeded the call to return or remain with God, and that's Boaz. Just an aside, even though the book of Ruth is named after a foreigner, Boaz is the main character of this story. Boaz was a man who gave blessings. At the beginning of our story, he appears at the field to have a look at how the harvest is going. He notices his workers and greets them with a blessing. He blesses them, and they in turn bless him. That tells me something about the relationship he had with his workers. He honored them, and they honored him back. In May... There was a Bible conference on the book of Ruth put on by our Mennonite Brethren Biblical Seminary. Uh, Some of the comments that I am going to make will come from there. Dr. Daniel Block was the presenter, and he said that Boaz was a picture of the righteous person from the book of Deuteronomy. That made me curious. Who is this righteous person described in the book of Deuteronomy? I first tried the easy way of typing into my search engine, person of righteousness in Deuteronomy. Not much came up. And I'm glad it didn't, because it forced me to reread the fifth book of the Pentateuch and discover the person of righteousness there. Here's the thing. When we read God's word, and we are looking for something that will be for us, God amazingly gives us what we're looking for. And so, I found the person of righteousness in the book of Deuteronomy. By now, you may be asking, what does the righteous person of Deuteronomy have to do with blessing? Well, I believe that a righteous person is the kind of person that knows how to bless. The person of righteousness in Deuteronomy is a person who seeks God, who pursues God to find the right way to live before God. Moses as the most likely author of Deuteronomy, spells out again who Israel was to be before God. It's a repeat of what's already been said in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. And so, uh, Deuteronomy opens as God's people, the Israelites, were ready to take possession of the land God had given them. They stand at the entrance to the promised land And listen again to all that Moses has been telling them for the last 40 years. Here are just a few characteristics of the righteous person. A righteous person hears and follows God's decrees and laws, not turning to the left or to the right. A righteous person is careful to watch and not forget. A righteous person knows that when we truly seek for God, we will find God. A righteous person knows that we are to be holy people before the Lord. This is what is shown in Boaz, who is written about in the book of Ruth. He chose to be a Jehovah follower, to live as a man of righteousness. It shows in how he treated his workers. It showed in how he treated Ruth, the foreigner. And as the story continues in Ruth, it showed in how he accepted the law and follow through on doing right. This is the kind of person who blesses and becomes our example to live righteously and give a blessing. What is a blessing? There are four words used in scripture to depict blessing, two in Hebrew and two in Greek. In Hebrew, barak means to praise, congratulate, or salute. The second word, esher, is translated as happiness. In Greek, makarios is also translated as happiness or blessing. And it is the word that is used in Matthew 5 for the Beatitudes. Yologia focuses on the blessing that is spoken or given to someone. A blessing then is about receiving goodwill and happiness for life. And I want to say blessings are not compliments. Blessings are not nice words that you would say to another person. Blessings are words that are given in the name of God. When we receive or give blessing, we are doing it because of who God is. Blessings honor, they thank, they commend, and they give life meaning. All of us need to be blessed to feel and understand and give Uh, that we count and have meaning in life. So the point of my sermon today is to bless you. I want you to feel well-spoken of, to be celebrated and acknowledged, and I especially want you to feel God's pleasure of you. The greatest blessing that anyone receives is that God has provided salvation for us through Jesus Christ. When you choose to follow Jesus, to accept his death on your behalf, and then to accept his direction and leadership in you. You live in blessing. This blessing is eternal and carries on. There are material and personal blessings that follow as well, but they are temporary for here on earth. Back to Boaz, the righteous person. Once again, Boaz arrived at the field, as I've already said, to check things out on the very same day, that Ruth came to glean. As he arrived at the field, he greeted his workers with a blessing. We take these words for granted. Isn't that just what would happen? Not necessarily. The culture would have been such that not all employers would have been that kind. Those working for Boaz were fortunate. Not only did he give his blessing to them personally, he also blessed them with temporary needs. He supplied water. They didn't have to carry their own. And remember, in those days, they had no water bottles. It would have been a crockery pot that they had to carry with them. So it was very kind of Boaz to do that. He also supplied food for them. They had all they needed to put in a full day of work for their employer and also to be cared for. Upon greeting his workers, he recognized someone new among the workers. To me, This means that he knew who was in the field, even the women. He was told that it was the Moabite girl who had just come with her mother in law, Naomi, from Moab. The overseer who was relating these facts to Boaz even complimented her on her faithful work and only stopping to rest for a while in the shade. This too would have been unusual. Israelites did not have good relations with the Moabites, they were the enemy. So for a worker to speak well of her was going beyond what would have been expected. Boaz approached Ruth and welcomed her to his field, immediately telling her not to glean elsewhere. You are safe here. Safety for Ruth was significant. She was a foreigner and from a country that was not exactly known for its sexual purity. For Boaz to assure her safety was not lost on Ruth. Her response was to bow low before Boaz to accept what he was bestowing on her. And Boaz also complimented Ruth on her care of Naomi. Just as Boaz blessed his workers, he now pronounced blessing on Ruth. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings. You have come to take refuge. An enemy of God was blessed, was drawn into the fold of the Israelites to give blessings in return, and Ruth did bless. As we read further in the chapter, Ruth returned to Naomi with what she had gleaned along with the leftover lunch. And what she had gleaned was no small amount. In our verse, it says that after threshing the grain, she had about an epha or a bushel of grain. That's about five dry gallons, or 22 liters. She had lots to carry home with her. God blessed Ruth's efforts so that she and Naomi would not go hungry. As soon as Naomi saw the amount of food Ruth had returned with, she was full of questions. Where did you glean? Which way did you go? Bless the field owner who took notice of you. Even before Naomi knew that the field owner was her kinsman, she was pouring out blessings on the one who had blessed her daughter-in-law. She concurred with Boaz that Ruth need not look anywhere else for work. And remember, she too said, so that you do not come to harm. She understood about Ruth's position. And so she was very glad that she had a place of blessing to work. I don't think any of these blessings in this chapter are given haphazardly or without thought. These blessings came first because these people understood that God blessed. Boaz, a righteous person, followed God's ways. Naomi knew God's ways, though we see by her story that she hadn't always lived in that blessing. She and her husband left Bethlehem when they should have trusted God in that place. As she returned to Bethlehem, she returned with bitterness. But Naomi knew that God was a God of blessing. Ruth will have heard the Jehovah stories even before she lost her husband and homeland. By her insistence on returning to Israel with Naomi, she had a hunger to know God, Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Roi, the Lord our shepherd which would be true of her great-grandson David, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. It was in knowing God that they could share God's blessings with each other and those around them. So I have a question for you, and you see it up there. I'm going to give you a minute to think. How has God blessed you? And now I have another question. How have you worked at blessing others? If God blesses us, we cannot help but share those blessings with others. From Genesis chapter 1, we are given story after story and example after example of God blessing us. All through creation, God blessed. God gave humans... Animals, sea creatures, and plant life, a blessing to grow and reproduce. When we get to Genesis 12, Abram is blessed to become a great nation like the stars of the sky or the sands of the sea. He will be blessed and will bless others as they bless him. What a promise. And do you know that of all the books in the Bible, Genesis uses the word "bless," blessed, blessing, the most in the Bible. And as you would suspect, Psalm comes second to that. But the third book of blessing in the the Bible is Deuteronomy. God wants to bless and he wants us to bless others. Psalm 1 confirms this blessing. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Blessings come from delighting in God's way and then delighting others by blessing them. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. And here is the blessing for all our families from Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commandments. Their children will be mighty in the land, The generation of the upright will be blessed. Parents, you are in a wonderful position to bless your children. Give them the blessing of God and then bless them yourselves. Blessing your children reminds them that they are loved and cared for by you as well as God. Let them feel the blessing. To know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they are in God's hands will help them through life. It gives them a foundation of beginning to know about God's affection and kindness towards them. Not only did the beginning books or the songs in the Psalms have blessing, the prophets longed to share the blessing of God with Israel and Judah in their wanderings from God. Isaiah says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. The New Testament is not short on blessing. The most known would be the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and Luke 6. Ten times, Jesus invites blessing and happiness on those who appear weak and humble, for theirs will be the kingdom of heaven with God's strength and power. Not only did Jesus bless those who listened to him, he also blessed individuals. He blessed Peter for stating that Jesus was the Christ. When the 72 reappear after their mission to the villages and towns to which Jesus would eventually go, he spoke to them, and at the end he blessed them to have seen and heard things that the prophets and kings of long ago would have loved to have seen and heard. The Gospel of Luke says the most about blessing in the New Testament. From the very beginning, where the angel greets Mary as the most favored one, we read about blessing. It was Elizabeth who in a loud voice exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Here were two women who received the blessing God had repaired for them, one in old age and the other just starting out in life. Before we go to more blessings in the New Testament, I want you to realize this. God blessed Ruth. And you have to think back to her story. She was married 10 years to Chilean, and she had no children. And then, when she married Boaz, almost immediately, God gave her a son. His name was Obed. He was the father of Jesse, who became the father of David. As the angel gave Mary the message of the son to be born to her, he said he would sit on the throne of his ancestor David. Blessings continue. Just think, that blessing went all the way from judges in the Old Testament To the New Testament, when Jesus is born, from Ruth to Mary. So don't despise the blessings you receive. God carries on those blessings to next generations. Paul, in his letter to the churches, blesses the believers. In Romans 4, he blesses those whose sins are forgiven. To both Jew and Gentile, he says that all who call on Jesus will find blessing. To the Galatians, he wrote, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. We, here in 2022, are still receiving the blessings of Abraham so long ago. Through history and generations, blessings come. So I invite you to receive the blessing of Abraham. From so long ago. I am quite aware that among the blessings there is pain. Pain of hoping and wishing for someone to recognize worth. We long to, for others to see the worth of our lives and we wait for blessings to come to those we love and sometimes they don't appear as the, we think they should. Abram and Sarah tried to produce a blessing out of God's order and that, de- that did not become what God intended. Wait was God's word to them. And do you know how long they waited? 25 years. They waited for the blessing. There were blessings for them along the way, material blessings. But the blessing of a nation as numerous as stars did not appear as they thought it should. It was only in their very, very late years, at 90 and 100, that God gave them Isaac who would be the father of Esau and Jacob, and Jacob, who would be the father of the 12 sons who gave their names to the 12 tribes of Israel. Today, you two are waiting for blessing. So I'm going to ask you, do you know the blessing of salvation? Do you know that your sins are forgiven and that you have hope in Jesus? If you do not yet have this blessing in your life, today is a great day to receive the blessing from God. And as we sang in one of those songs, it's simply asking. It's simply asking God to bless us with salvation that forgives our sins and brings us into a place of relationship with Jesus. Having the blessing of salvation... Are you receiving the blessings to be enjoyed as you live faithfully for the Lord? This comes through remaining close to God through scripture reading and prayer. We learn the ways of God, and as we obey and walk in the light of his presence, we receive blessing upon blessing to see God work in us and through us. These are the blessings that each of us need. But there's one more kind of blessing, and that is the blessing we bestow on each other. Today, my wish is that you would know that you are blessed. Yes, blessed by God, but also blessed by each other. Is there someone in your family or friendship circle you need to bless instead of perhaps telling them that they could do better? Of course, there are days when we need to challenge each other. But these are the days... Uh, When we need to simply say, I bless you because you are God's special person to me. Or I bless you because you are you. This week, as VBC is held here at Broadway, there will be blessing upon blessing. As you become the ministers of God's grace to the children running in through the doors. Determined to be a blessing to the children and to the workers who will give their time to be God's presence here. Thank God for the children who will be a blessing on those who come to make waves this week. And we can't negate the blessing that children are. If they have Jesus in their hearts, they will be showing Jesus to their friends. And so we need to pray for those children, that they will be released to do that. Pray for Jen as she makes sure that everything is working together to bring blessing on the children here. For our youth... God has blessed us with youth from church and community here. Pray that they will come into this place feeling that they are blessed. They may not know it as a blessing, but something inside of them is affirming that they are loved and cared for in this place. Pray for Zach, that he can confirm blessing in their lives. And now it's your turn to bless, to see those around you as the blessings that they are. Are you willing to share a word of blessing? So here is the homework for this week. I'm going to give you a minute to think about at least one person you wish to bless in the next few days. So I'm just going to let you think about a name of someone you would like to bless. Put a name in your heart. Pray for them and ask God for words of blessing that they need. Blessings can't be forced, so think about whom you can genuinely bless, and as you bless, remember that this comes through God, and on the other side, are you willing to receive a blessing? Receive and give God the glory for what others see in you.